0: Camber House,
1: give me my respect. Welcome
2: to Camber House, now rocking with the best. Join your hosts, Jeremy and James, as they take an unfiltered and uncensored look at the car industry and motorsport across the globe. You can't find the right tool in this garage, you don't belong near a car. Welcome to the home of car culture.
3: Welcome back, episode three camber house the home of car culture in barbados i'm joined by my nearest and dearest stefan on camera jeremy in the building and today is an exciting one ladies and gents it today, is indeed. our guest has been behind the wheel since he was four years old he's had great success both in barbados in the carning scene the us and in the uk Recently crowned British F4 champion and now racing a Euro Formula Open. Ladies and gents, strap in. Welcome Zane Maloney.
1: Thank you very much.
3: It's great Thanks. to be here. Thanks for coming, buddy. Yeah, I really Thanks. appreciate you coming in. Um, as is tradition on this show now, earliest memory of motorsport. Can Oof. you remember what the
1: first one was?
3: Obviously, you come from a family that was involved in motorsport. Yeah. So. Is there something that sticks out in your mind?
1: Yeah, I started when I was four years old, but I definitely can't remember that far back. So (laughs) the earliest memory was probably back when I was eight, nine years old, um, racing with my cousin Joshua. Yeah, pushing each other to the limit at that age. Obviously, we we knew about racing, but we didn't know all the ins and outs. So it was just going to the track, having some fun, um, and then going home and talking about how much fun we had. Um, Whereas now it's obviously a lot more intense and at the track it's not about having fun it's about doing the job <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah my earliest earliest memory was probably with Joshua um, racing each other all the time
0: and those are any, th- that would have been in carts yeah Bushy that Park. would have been
1: go-kart 60cc at Bushy Park I'm not sure what year um, probably like 2011
0: 2012 yeah okay what were those early days like I because I was just before we started recording I was telling Zane uh, I remember um, kind of being around Bushy Park in his early days. I don't think it was when he was four, but he was still very young. Mm -hmm. And seeing, like, because obviously he was so small, he had, like, a unique go-kart set up with these, like, huge extensions on the pedals so that he could reach Reach the pedals. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. yeah. And I just remember saying um, to, you know, I would have gone up there with Mark Jordan probably and just couldn't believe that, you know, this little tiny kid can (laughs) just drive the way that he was driving. Because you were racing, I mean, you would... In those really early days, I'm guessing you were racing with the I don't know what the lowest class would have been, yeah. but you were racing with kids that were much older
1: than you. Yeah, for sure. Always at bush Park, there was never someone within other than Joshua within three years of me. Everyone was like five, six years above. That's crazy.
3: But doesn't that isn't that like happening throughout your career right now too? Is like you you seem to be the youngest yeah in the field most times. Yeah,
1: the the thing about racing is, um, the younger you are, the better you are. So meaning more chance you have of yeah, making of it further so yeah, right. it's about getting it in it really young and the years from four to i would say 12 13 they mean a lot because you do learn a lot but the last three years i i didn't really need those years before to yeah. learn what i've learned now okay. so it kind of evens out once you get to a certain level like the age and the experience um, and you need more experience in higher level stuff whereas at bushy park at four to 12 years old it was kind of going out there and having fun mm-hmm. um but it was still yeah it was It was still seat it time still right seat so it's time, still, yeah. it still counts still something
0: do you think that in those early days um you know like when you were karting racing with your cousin do you think that being that young helps with I guess like your your like fearlessness because you don't even consider that something could go wrong Like you're just trying to push as hard as you can and race. Yeah, do you think being
1: that young helps for sure? At four years old, you don't really think about (laughs) stuff like that So (laughs) I was just going out not knowing anything could happen Um, and you do start to realize it Later on in your career, but I've never once not wanted to go out. I've never once not wanted or worried about crashing Um, If I was to crash and something was to happen, I'm doing what I love so yeah, no, for sure. I do think it helped um, the most. I think it helped mostly where I know how to lose, because um, most most people when they when they don't know how to lose, obviously things can go wrong when they lose and they can't bounce back. Um, whereas against my my cousin Joshua, when I was four years old, I'm already learning how to lose and learning how to deal with it. And yeah. my parents always taught me that you do have to lose in life. So whenever I lose, you just try to bounce back even stronger and. I do think that those early years those first five six years did help with like learning how to how to be able to take the field. yeah
0: that's sick man yeah that is good. did
1: you ever did you ever have any
0: before you started traveling overseas did you have any you know let's say like serious crashes
1: in the in the go-karts here in barbados or nothing too too bad no nothing too too bad i've seen big crashes um i went to in the early days, I went to do one race in the U.S. with um you know if you know Mark Kinch Yep. yeah and he had a massive crash. I remember like yesterday yeah yeah it was a massive crash and um he had to go to the hospital and everything and shit it was really bad. But I got out there the next day and I was ready to race again because yep. I didn't know how serious it could actually be. Um, but luckily you've never been involved. I've in anything never. Too I've been involved in quite a bad one in karting in 2018. Um, yeah I got hit into a fence and like was flipping and stuff, sure. but I just had a headache. I didn't really have much damage, so it was I, I got I've gotten <laughs> off really lucky so yeah. far really yeah appreciative of it. yeah, okay. that's
0: good man.
3: Um, we have in our notes that in 2015 you went to compete in your first race in the UK and one in Wales. How did how was how was that how was it competing overseas from competing in Barbados? because obviously you had you had been very successful here you won championships in karting and how was it to go overseas
1: yeah um i remember going on a family trip with with everyone in my family 20 people and we were just going up to england to yeah just sightsee and, and things like that and my dad saw there was a race easy kart race in Glanigors, and he asked me if i wanted to do it of course i'm going to say yes so we we ended up going up just to see what what was what the level was like oh so wait you were just on vacation
0: you weren't even going to race no
1: no, I was on vacation and oh shit that's funny yeah and then we we decided you know you're in a racing family (laughs) for sure we decided to do it and yeah just to see what the level was like to see if I can I can move up to the next level and yeah we ended up winning winning that race so it was (laughs) it was great to be able to go up there straight away and and win and I remember everyone in the UK like looking like, who's this kid from Barbados coming up now? He has On he vacation, know, just coming to... Yeah, <laughs> and then when we beat them, um, or when we yeah. were racing with them and came out on top, um, yeah, it was such a great feeling because everyone in the family was there to support. And yeah, from then on, everyone in England has said that the, the Bajan family is the loudest they've ever seen. <laughs> That's hilarious. they were on the top grandstand just screaming every lap, doesn't matter what place I was <laughs> in. And yeah, it's great. I think... Everywhere in the world, you come back to Barbados and it's just nothing like anywhere else. Yeah. Um, the Bajans really come together, so yeah, it's great.
0: For sure. When you um so when you went to this track, was this w- would that have been your first time driving a track that wasn't Wishy Park?
1: Um I had gone to one other track which is where Mark had his access. In the US. Yeah, in the US. Right. Um, but other than that.
0: Yeah, so what it was, was like, it like like at that time? I mean, obviously, I'm sure your experience now in formula racing is a bit different. But when you go to a new, when you went to a new track like that, like, did you, I mean, did you do any preparation or you just kind of get in the car and just drive a few laps and try and figure it out?
1: Yeah. Um, now I do a lot of preparation. But yeah. But back then it was just hop in the cart and, and go as fast as can. go as can. fast as I can. Yeah. There was not much, much not much more thinking to it. Um, of course, you, you do try to figure out certain stuff from videos before you go out and see what you think is going to be happening on the track because um, it's all about adapting to the different conditions and in England it's so cold. So it was very tough to come from 30 degree weather straight into 10 degree weather and try to drive the same way. So yeah. I did have to adapt, but in those early days there was not too much of uh, that thinking. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. just kind of foot down and go. Yeah. <laughs> True. All right, and,
3: um, in 2016 you started competing in the US with CarSport North um i guess the season was a bit up and down how was how how, what was your experience like in the u.s in in
1: karting? it was good um the experience was good yeah i won a few races um i can't remember if i won championships i think i think i won a few championships but yeah it was my first proper season going away and of course if you go and do one race two races you can do well come back have fun at home or do what you're doing at home and then go back up a year later but once you start a season and you commit to a season it's a lot tougher Mm -hmm. um because your commitments are, are towards that now and you have to put aside your life really to to go and do it so it was very tough um kartsport did a great job yeah it was some pretty good drivers there um a few friends made and yeah, it was a great experience
0: but this is when in in 2016 would you say that's when you kind of started to get you know kind of like more, more serious. serious and like and really try to push towards you no know, claiming and that kind yeah. of open wheel or to making a uh, i guess a push towards open wheel that's when it got serious so you kind of like what was happening with school at that
1: time at that time i was in st michael's school Uh and um it was really tough because of the school as well so obviously being in a public school it's a lot harder to get the work when i'm away and i didn't i didn't drop back in school but it was getting too tough and and the next year would have been even tougher when i'm i would have been up there even more so we had to move to Lockerbie College and do the schoolwork and get the schoolwork sent to me when I was away so
0: so you would you would just be in the US or in the I yeah, guess in 2017 in you're still in the us in uh, 2016, 2016 2017 US, yeah. you were at Ricky Flint yeah, yeah. so 20, 2017, 20, years with Ricky 2017 Flint, yeah. right so 2016 is Park. US and still at St Michael's trying to manage the balance between pushing for your
1: racing career and, and still school. doing school Yeah. and then 20 half of, halfway through 2016 I remember going to Lockerbie and – and it being obviously a lot easier for me. Um, St. Michael's was a great school, I learned a lot there, but I did have to, at some point you have to move to, to get the, the school work easier yeah. um, because it, it was too tough. Yeah, yeah, they weren't set up to
0: kind of accommodate no. your, your unique needs, yeah. yeah. Okay,
1: Well, so I guess
3: we're gonna segue into Ricky Flynn, which is yeah. obviously one of the most prestigious um, teams in cutting sure. in the world. How did that move come about? Was it something you planned for? Is it, yeah, just walk me through how that happened.
1: Um, I honestly can't remember how it happened I think um, one of Hamilton's managers was in Barbados for top gear yeah bar yeah the festival of speed yeah or festival of speed one of the two and um, he hooked he hooked my dad on to Ricky Flynn because um, obviously they're the best team one of the best teams in the world so we went and did a test with them and in the UK. In the UK, no, it was actually in Italy. Okay. Um. So Ricky Flynn is based in the UK, but but they don't really race in the UK. They race all around Europe, mm-hmm. um, in the European stuff. So we went and did a test with them, and straight away went with them for the next season. So 2017, I was with them in juniors, yeah, and it's a complete it was a completely different another right. another step up but
3: um me about the competition i mean i can make, i'm fierce in karting in terms crazy of karting, yeah. yeah
1: it's unbelievable there's 80 drivers 90 drivers Jesus. and only 20 25 30 make it to the final so yeah europe is definitely the toughest place in the world to go racing um, or to go karting and the the early days that year i remember going out um being at the back but definitely not being at the front and for a child that's like you get you don't want to you don't want to go back and, and not win yeah um so it's i remember it being very tough and ricky just ricky treated me very well um got me up to speed continued to develop me and, and after a few races i remember winning my first race or coming second on the podium so yeah definitely a tough level in europe is that where the preparation or race preparation started you know,
3: really,
1: being something up. important. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, in, in the U.S., there is a bit of data that you go through in between sessions, but it's it's more laid back. Mm-hmm. You go there, um, have lunch with the teams, and and then go out race, and then be friends with the drivers and teams again. Whereas in Europe, it's the complete opposite. You go up there, you race hating the drivers next to you <laughs> and then you go to lunch you don't speak to the drivers next to you and then you go back and race and hate them again so that's crazy yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's and, and then
0: from like the team perspective at this point I'm assuming the like uh the amount of data and preparation you're doing now like I guess during the race weekend and, uh, and leading into race weekends is is kind of gone up a level again right
1: yeah for sure um there's there's a massive truck that you that we do all our data in we we went in the truck and ricky would go through everything um they don't really watch video too much in karting um which i think that that's something that they're starting to implement because it is needed um but yeah we'd go in hours of data back out on track see if i could replicate it um of course change some stuff with the setup depending on what i'm feeling with the go-kart and yeah but the main the main the main thing, that why, why it was so hard in Europe is just the level and the amount of people that are at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, in the US, there's maybe two or three that are at the high level, whereas when I went to Europe, there's at least 30 or 40 that are, that are yeah. at that high level. And then there's a few at the top that are even higher level. So, yeah, it was The level of competition ins- was much higher. Insane, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's crazy, man. I mean, and then wh- while you were racing with Ricky Flynn, I guess now we're in Europe, so you got a chance to drive, I mean in our research spain sweden italy france finland, so go- finland yeah. all these countries what were like what were your experiences at yeah. those tracks like or favorite um, country or favorite. favorite yeah yeah
1: there was a lot of good experiences but the thing with going away to do a sport you don't really get to see the rest of the like the country yeah you're there, I there was, racing them. i was going in the airport flying in driving straight to the hotel or the track and then hotel track every day it was not really going out and eating dinner at a nice place or at a... Fair night. enough. Yeah, <laughs> so it was just really, yeah, do, being there for one job and one job only. Uh, did you have a favorite track? Sorry, I didn't mean on, to cut you go off. Go but
0: did you have a favorite track, like while you were racing there, did, was there was there a place or a couple places that in particular you really just liked the track? And- yeah,
1: Finland, um, Finland was definitely my favorite track for sure. How come? Um, we did European Champs there and it was usually at karting tracks, they're all quite similar, even though obviously, it's a different layout and everything. the The surface is quite similar, and and the the type of corners are quite similar. Whereas when I went to Finland, the amount of elevation change was was insane. So every driver, I'm sure, if you asked from Europe, they would say Finland yeah. is the nicest Just track. That's cool. Yeah. And I had a few tracks that I definitely did not did like not. as well. Which one? Like what? Uh, Adria, Garda, the the ones in Italy. Italy and, yeah. and the thing is, um, with the the series WSK, who who runs most of the stuff. They are based in Italy, so they go to Italy so much, <laughs> and I remember going to Adria at least eight, nine times a year just to race, and then every other track just once, so, yeah, I, I did <laughs> not like so that frustrating, place. frustrating, huh, to yeah. spend so
0: much time racing at tracks at that you one hate. Track? Yeah,
1: yeah I think everyone hates Adria because I've been there probably, I've been there probably 18 times, 20 times, and I've only been there like twice when it's dry. Oh it's really? The, so it's a lot of wet race. Always minus five degrees, <laughs> soaking wet.
0: Oh my
2: god, that's horrible!
0: Too, a, right? yeah. so. what's that like to even drive a car in those conditions? It's not fun. You, I mean, can you even get like temperature into the tires? Like,
1: oh. not really. No. So you're just trying. It's like driving on ice. And Jesus. So just, trying, like on
0: ice, and Jesus. just sliding. Sliding around. over yeah. yeah. Driving
1: on ice, and when you come in, I've not, not, not seen one driver cry when they come in because their hands. It's like hypothermia. With your hands because if your hands are soaking wet in minus five degree weather you don't really feel it when you're out there you just feel like a sting um but once you stop like there's there's no stopping Jeez, the pain. Man, it's that's terrible horrible. i remember coming in one time and you don't know what to do with yourself. You're just trying mm-hmm. to run to a closest <laughs> heater as as possible, <laughs> not knowing what to do, not not really thinking because you're hurting so bad. Did
0: y'all have like waterproof or some sort of like like special suit to wear in those conditions? Yeah, we
1: did. We had um, so you have like a, a wetsuit and then wet gloves and, and stuff like that. But when it's pouring with rain, Makes no Minus five, it, it goes straight either. through. So, yeah, Shit,
0: man, that's tough. I know. That's tough. Very that's tough.
1: It did. It, it does teach you. Men- mental strength for sure yeah yeah i can imagine man my goodness
3: <laughs> great so then we have here that in 2017 you won the wk manufacturer's cup i, I mean you said at the beginning that you started at the back or well you weren't at the back but you were you weren't at the, in the front obviously something changed um how i mean is there something that you do change? You just got quicker? How, or is just more experience, more seat time? I honestly
1: couldn't tell you. Up right. to this day, I don't really know what happened. Um, I was obviously, I would say, 10th, 15th, the first few rounds, and, and something clicked. Um, yeah, with a child, you go into each race, like each weekend, with a different mindset. And um, when someone is coming 15th, those European teams don't really – most of them don't bring you up. They yeah. they, they talk about why are, you, why are you doing this? What are you doing here? You should be doing this instead of teaching you how to do what they want you to do. Um, whereas Ricky did that and it allowed me to progress uh, and develop so much quicker. So I got to the level that I needed to be a lot quicker than, than most people did because of how he taught me. That's okay. really
0: interesting. I mean, can you share any of like, n- not in detail, but can you can you share like a few things maybe that like, you would kind of go through that would really kind of help improve your driving when you were with Ricky Flynn? Like if that's where you're saying, at least so far, like he ha- obviously had a big impact on your driver development. Yeah. So like, what are some of the like exercises or things and you know, that you guys would kind of go through to to build on your skills?
1: Yeah, European teams mostly have a certain way of, of doing what they do and, and how to coach the drivers. And Ricky, where Ricky was so good is he knew how to adapt for different drivers, because of course you might come in and you have an introvert or an extrovert mm-hmm. and you can't deal with them the same way because they're both going to react differently. Um, so Ricky knew how to really change his Im- output and input to to help the different drivers. And yeah, for sure it it does allow you to progress a lot more. We used to come in, do data, and, and with one person he would do it a certain way. Mm-hmm. I would come in, he would do it different with me. Um, and yeah, the most English, European mechanics they're the opposite, they, they just come in and they go crazy at the people, like, they go crazy at the drivers when that's just not the right way to do it. So I think I developed so quickly um, in the data side, Ricky taught me a lot, in uh, personal side, Ricky taught me a lot how to race, mm-hmm. um, things like that allowed me to develop so much quicker than I, sh- I thought I would.
2: Okay. I did,
3: was it at this point, point? I'm probably gonna butcher this, but um, obviously you're assigned to a management or Kokoro Performance, right? Um, did that come about at this point in time, or that was that when you jumped to F4?
1: Yeah, that was only when I jumped into F4. But um, Kieran Clark, who is my coach, he came down to Barrios 2017 because um, he was coaching another driver who came down to race from England mm-hmm. in Barbados, and I met him there. And we did—I remember—we did like a few hours of coaching with me. So I, I knew him from before, but I only I, I signed with him in
3: 2019. Okay, interesting. I guess that's the segue into well. Right, so after Carney hugely successful. Um, how does the jump to, obviously, Carlin, it's a, it's a huge, I mean, mm-hmm. it's you know, a lot of big best, names, if not. Yeah. You know, a lot of big drivers have come through there. Obviously, there's a a little parallel between you and Lando, mm-hmm. I guess. I think yeah. some people would know that in terms of Ricky Flynn and then Carlin and so forth. Was it always... Um, how did, it, how, did, how, did, how did that
1: happen? Yeah, so um, I was with Ricky, of course, in karting 2018, and I wanted to step up. I didn't want to step up to cars because... Um, you when did or didn't? No, when you're in the karting world, you get stuck and and you don't want to leave. I mm. don't know why that is. Um, That's it's just, interesting. It's just, so you
0: really didn't feel motivated? You weren't first, like hyped up to get into a Formula car?
1: No, at first, um, even at that point, I was dreaming of getting to F1. Um, and of course, people tell you, how to get to F1 and what you need to do to get to F1. <laughs> yeah, like there's right, a, like right. there's a recipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, but right? but um, I didn't want to leave carding until I won a world championship. That was the main reason, because um, I came so close in 2017 um, right. where I got um, smashed off in third place. So I was definitely wanted to redeem myself the next year and to not get the chance to do it, even though I was moving to bigger things. I always wanted on my name a world championship. Um, of course, we didn't get it because we moved to F4, which was the best move to make. Um, but I remember my dad coming to me and telling me about F4, and I, I was like, "No, I want to do another season to win the world championship, or at least a European championship." And um, after after a while, I went and tested F4, signed with uh, Carlin, and we were off to F4. I'm it's not much so. Else. I mean, just like that, <laughs> I right? <Yeah>. Hold on, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um,
0: I mean, I think what you've just explained, though, speaks to, like, what a, I mean, that's true competitor, right? Like, you had yeah. an opportunity, like, you were so close to winning a world championship in karting, mm. and we're almost, at least you had, like, there was a period of time that you had in your mind, you're like, I'm not, even if I can, I'm not moving to formula because I need to win this shit. Yeah. Um, which I think is, is crazy. Um, but now you've, you that first time that you sat in a formula in the Formula Four, and where where were where like where did that happen and what track were you at?
1: Yeah, it was in England. Um, it's a track called Pembry, so it's a testing track for most for some teams and uh, Carlin. Yeah, they go there a lot, so they sent me to Pembry. So when this you is before you
3: signed, this is just to
1: let yeah, you this test? is just a first just test, a test yeah. right? To see so if
3: you are going to be good enough to yeah. go on the team, right? Yeah.
0: Okay, okay so walk us through. as much detail as you can what that was like like you get to this track you're going to drive a car you've never driven have you been to that track before too no so a car you've never driven at a track you've never driven yeah what's it like when you get there
1: do you feel a lot of pressure at that point yeah for sure you do feel a lot of pressure every time you go on the track now um the last few years you do feel any Mm -hmm. pressure because even if it's a test day or a practice day you still need to be at the highest level um and you still need to be up there with with the highest with the guys that are the best and i remember going to test w- at Pembry, and yeah, for sure, very nervous um, because you you don't know the team, so you're working with people you don't you don't who you don't know, and you're trying to impress them as well as listening and learning from them and that's hard for a driver to go in there because every driver has egos and going in there, and to do your best, sometimes you need to be an idiot to some people and obviously. First test, you don't want to be an idiot to anyone. So, <laughs> it was, was just it just you
3: as a driver, or were there other people there too? Um, it, was just,
1: it was just me and okay. and so um, there was one other driver who won the British F4 two years before me, Jamie. Jamie like Caroline, yeah. right? Okay,
0: yeah. that's awesome. So when you got in that car for the first time and you're going out driving your first laps, what what
1: was what were you thinking? Like, how did it feel? um It was it was great, of course, to drive something new. Uh, I felt at home straight away, which was surprising. I felt that. I've been doing it for, I was doing it for a long time and um, straight away within a few tenths of the guy who won it two years before. So yeah, I felt, I felt at home straight away. And at
0: this time, had you driven, uh, this is 2018, right? End of 2018. End of 2018. So uh, had you driven any sort of open, open open car? Like, had you driven the Radicals? Like, I don't know if they were at Bougie Park. No. So this was your first thing outside of go-karts, really, that you were, or race car. Yeah. For sure. Shit, man. And to be in a few tenths of, the, of, yeah, of, of, a, cham- of a champion, yeah. that's crazy. So um, F4. Yeah, now you're okay, so that test weekend goes well. And then, sure, I guess some at some point after that, Carlin is like, yeah, we want you to come and drive for us in the 2019 yeah. season.
1: Yeah, um, I remember doing the test, it going very well, but I still wasn't wanting to go to F4 because I still wanted to win this world championship. Um, and even though it went well, I... I just couldn't get out of my head that i did not win the world champion like mm. i on my name if i was to get to formula one it would have been great to always have, have that world champion in carding as well um and and now i don't really see the point in thinking about that because because you, F- you have an f4 championship. yeah <laughs> and when <laughs> and when and when you leave carding um i only realized of course last year but when you leave carding drivers think this team is going to see me as a world champion and this team is going to give me the best car, give me the best engine, give me the best stuff because I'm a world champion and I've shown what I've shown in carding. Whereas when you leave carding, the team doesn't care what you've done in carding. If you've come last or it's first, irrelevant. they don't yeah. care because it's something new. It's a completely different way of driving. It's a completely different way of working with people. Um, so I've realized that now. And yeah, the it would have been great to win the world champs, but it just didn't happen. And so then we... Tested, of course, with uh, Carlin. Uh, I can't remember how long after we signed with them. Um, of course, a lot of conversations and a lot of um, few more tests. Mm-hmm. And they all went well. So we signed with them and just started getting ready for the season. A lot of testing at that same trap for Embry.
3: Yeah. What's the preparation like for an F4 season? Was it, Did Carlin send you a lot of things? you? You? I'm, I'm presuming you were here
1: and then having to go up yeah i was i was based in barbados right. um and just traveling to the uk right because uh, there's 10 rounds in the british f4 championship so i could come home for three weeks then go back up whereas in karting it was every week every single week racing mm. um so it calmed down a bit which allowed me to come home get to see family and friends which, which did definitely does help you because racing is a lot more mental than physical yeah um so it did help me and yeah for sure the the Preparation is very tough Um, Go up to England same day drive to the Carlin factory do a full day of sim work Probably a seat fit um, and then fly straight not fly but drive straight to the track next day you're testing So all right, let's let's take
0: a quick break. We want to dive into more F4 stuff Let's take a quick break and we'll be
2: we'll be right back to talk more about F4 All Um. right back let's talk some more about
0: f4 so uh before we took a quick break zane you mentioned that you would kind of um you know fly up let's talk about some sim work i don't know what you can share i do remember seeing a video once i am not even know if i was supposed to see this but i remember seeing a video of you doing some sim testing and you had your coach or somebody behind you and he was pointing a laser on the screen can you talk a bit about what that exercise is about?
1: Yeah, that's um, that's an eye tracker. So um, when you first obviously start out in the formula cars, it's a it's a lot bigger than a go kart. It's a lot longer than a go kart, and you need to find your like, find what's happening in it and and adapt to the new the new thing. And the the laser is for where you're where you're looking into the corner. So in a race car, if you're under breaking and you're still looking straight you have a problem because um, you should already be looking into the corner and it's all it, co- it all comes natural and and as a coach they just they want it firstly when you start with them they want to see where you are with that and there's no right way of how to look into a corner what to do but if you're looking straight while trying to turn it's, it's not going to work so that's that's what they try to, to see if to see what's happening and, and sometimes if you're having problems with let's say missing apexes and and that could sometimes be the reason interesting and in general like how I mean
0: because obviously you didn't do any sim work with go-karting but now you're like driving formula doing all this sim work I mean what was that whole and like how how much does the sim really help is it more about perhaps learning a track rather than feeling the car or like does it does a lot of it actually transfer to when you sit in the car and Um, start
1: a lot of people say that the sim helps them and the sim um, does well for them. I personally think I use the sim to learn the tracks, I also use the sim to yeah, to just go spend some time with the guys at the factory, um, spend some more time with my engineer on the sim and of course it, it does help you but, but you can never get every bump the same on the sim as the real track so you just kind of get the layout of the track, do a few laps or, or a few ten, tens of laps and, and then <laughs> Um, but the, the, the problem with the sim is you start to, to see through the screen, of course, because it's like watching a movie. If you watch a movie for five hours, you're not going to be watching the movie anymore. <laughs> you're going to be watching through the movie. So, yeah, it's the same thing as, as, as that. And yeah, whenever I go and do prep at Carlin, it's only a few hours, really go at it, try to get everything done, and then like and you then know. you don't do any more, because it can, it can be a detriment to you as well if you do too much
0: interesting
3: so let's start with f4 obviously um new for you um a lot of kind of fanfare interviews the whole production of f4 um what was your goal going into it was it to win immediately i mean i I, from knowing you now for a little while it seems like your goal is just to win everything you possibly can yeah um was there anybody in the field that you looked at and thought this is going to be my direct rival was it teammate how does that know,
1: um, Not really. Um, I did have a teammate, Joe Turney, who's won a few world championships in carding. Karting, yeah. um, so I knew it was going to be tough, but I don't really like to look at a driver and say he's going to be my rival because I personally don't want any rivals. I want to be obviously winning mm-hmm. by a long way. So um, I just looked at every driver the same if they were at the back, at the front, um, because I'd, it depends on how you're going into the weekend, what mindset you're in, because um, you could be... In a good mindset and be winning races um, and then you could go back even the next day or the next race and not feeling the best and be at the back um so yeah. it's not about really judging rivals and seeing who who you want to beat is for me it's just about doing the best i can and, mm-hmm. and i'll beat all of them that's what I that's what i think
3: yeah. i think i remember was it the first race that you got punted off at the last corner was yeah it was the the sec- first, round, first second round second race, second race yes. right so, right yeah.
1: that one must have felt rough yeah i mean for sure. you were on for a win basically yeah, that would have yeah. been your first at that point it was just get that first win um which of course we did a few rounds later we got the first win and from there on it was amazing but yeah um yeah i remember coming third in the first race um leading this, the second race until the very last corner of the last lap and yeah uh the driver well, i don't know, really know he just he just wanted the win it. as well of course um but there was no chance of... There was no room. There was, was no, no space. No, no, no space. Yeah. And he still went for it. And, uh, of course, because... <laughs> video game style. Of yeah. just, send <laughs> <it>. <laughs> He's just send it. He just I sends know. it to the side of it. Yeah, yeah right. I know. I think the main reason for that is... Um, I don't know if you guys know Janetta's. Yeah. Yeah, Jeanetta, yeah so which he is
3: the, the, pre, the series
1: before. Before, Yeah, yeah. so he raced Janetta's before that. And they, they, they can bang it. mirrors. They can do what they want. Um, So, of course, I came from karting where you can't do that still. Um, so I knew... You you can't touch here and get away with it, you're gonna crash. Whereas he just sent it, he maybe had some old habits,
3: yeah,
2: for sure. (laughs) That's hilarious.
3: Um, obviously, towards the uh, um, well, in the season, Seb Alvarez, and you seem to go toe to toe and right up until the last thing, what was that like in the paddock? Were you... They're uh, enemies, I mean, bro. Right, were well, you enemies. Right, well, I just wanted to know. I wanted <laughs> This is one of the questions I wanted to know is, what was that like in the paddock at the time? Was it you guys don't talk to each other? It's like, yeah, right. Yeah, oh, no, you, it, was, it was... It was just was, competition, 100%.
1: Yeah, if it was... Like, my teammates always... Um, in carding, you hate your teammates because you're taught to hate your teammates and yeah. hate everyone, whereas in cars, So crazy. Yeah, yeah, whereas in cars, to do well with the team, you need to work with your teammate. Um because it's a lot in cars it's a lot less about driver it's still about driver of course but it's a lot less about driver and more about car mm-hmm. and to get the car the drivers need to work together to to come to a consensus of yeah. on what we're doing with the car and yeah so Joe was my teammate for half the season and yeah we were good friends but other than that there was no real person I talked to
3: someone to Lando, and she just said you know last week when Carlos is
1: out of the race, he's like, oh, good, that's an extra place for me. I'm sure he was making a joke, but I'm sure I'm he sure definitely did think it. it. No, yeah, of you s- I
0: mean, you see it and you definitely see it in Formula One. And I mean, I'm sure you see it in all sports. Mm. I guess Formula One is probably what people recognize the most because it's, pro- it's, you know, the most popular kind of open wheel or the yeah. biggest, most viewed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... Sure, it's got to be tough because, I mean, at the end of the day, as you said, you want to win, and like, okay, yeah, you have a team and a teammate to think about, but ultimately, like, it's you first and then everything else can yeah. come
1: after. Yeah, the thing with yeah, racing is, is very weird and tough because um, your teammate, you're meant to, he's okay, your teammate. People are like, why aren't you? You should be good friends with him. You should yeah. want work yeah, with him. Yeah, but you want to beat him, right? If he wins and you come second, you should still be happy for him. When yeah, no chance. That's that no, the. Even Lando and Carlos, for now, they're good friends, and I'm sure that they're only good friends right now because nothing's happened. Um, yeah. If they crash tomorrow, they won't be good friends. No, again, and so. I mean, I remember like, I mean, you remember like Verstappen and Ricardo? Right. well That was like, I mean, yeah, crazy. Yeah, they went to the back of each other. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. went crazy. from good friends, um, to laughing to they crashed, and now. They don't want to see each other. Yeah. Um, same thing with Rosberg and Hamilton. Yeah. They were good friends throughout their entire life. And then, um, and then when you're racing to win a world championship, and only the two of you can win it, it's just gonna. It you yeah. can never be friends. Um Yeah. And if you were friends, then you wouldn't be. You wouldn't be tough enough on them on the track. Yeah.
3: Right. So. When it goes back to like Max and Leclerc, who like carted together and had a whole bunch of issues, yeah. and they still do. Yeah. So yeah. You bring it through, I guess.
0: Yeah. Um, dude. So. Alright, so, fairly early on in the F4 season, I think it was maybe by the third set of races, uh, I can't remember, second or third, but like, something clicked, and yeah, all it. of a sudden...
1: It won three races in a um, yeah. yeah, was that at Oulton Park? Yeah, Olden yeah. 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 Uh, no, um, where was it, Thruxton, Thruxton, was the first race win. Uh,
0: Thruxton is a crazy circuit, man, that's like high speed, like basically flat out yeah, most the lap, isn't it? Yeah, on the
1: edge, on the edge all the time. Um, There's a a set of corners that are flat, but they're they're barely flat, so you're really on the edge Mm -hmm. and to be quick, of course, because there's a long straight, you need to keep it flat. Uh, So Thruxton's really tough and I don't really think something clicked um, because, of course, we should have gotten that race win at round one Mm. and when you get a race win or when you get your first race win, you you just get a lot more confident and the team respects you more because the team saw what you did and saw how you drove. So when i got that first race win of course it was very nice a very nice feeling and um but after that i went straight into the truck and worked for the next day which we won that next race as well so
0: it was just you think it was just more of a confidence boost like you saw that you had it in the first race unfortunately got into accident went to thruxton and just had that additional level of confidence yes sure
1: it was pushed definitely confidence in myself um but the team's confidence in me as well was lifted um, for example, if I go in, um, after a race and I say, I had overstayer mid corner or whatever, you're going to say, if you haven't won a race or if you haven't shown them, then they're going to look at their data. They're going to see something different and they're going to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, whereas, That's interesting. uh, if you win a race, when I go in and say that now they'll do it, they'll change what I want straight away. Um, and even at the highest level, I'm sure it comes in again where, Hamlet, let's say, Hamilton and Bottas. If Bottas comes in and says something, they're going to take it a lot less literal than if Hamilton comes in and says the same thing, just because he's proved so mm-hmm. much more. Bottas could be just as good. Um, he's not, but he could be just <laughs> as good. <laughs> I can <laughs> see what your allegiance is like. But he hasn't proved. He hasn't proved as much as as Hamilton has. Interesting. That's a yeah. Teams. Some teams work very well with drivers, and some teams you need to show them. You're the real real deal before they really respect okay. you. That's interesting.
3: Favorite track in F4? Uh
1: not kill. Not kill. Yeah, why elevation change Eleva- again? You, it seems to like an elevation yeah, change. Yeah, right? I love a corner where you can't see it. You can't see the corner. It's a get you you're guessing. So you'd I like something um, like you like spa. spa. Yeah, I love sure. spa over Or it. circuit yeah. of America's yeah. got um, some good elevation on
3: it.
0: Laguna Sega. Well. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's a good one.
1: Yeah.
0: Um Dude, um, sorry, just real quick, when we so as you started to like build and I guess your confidence and the team's confidence is growing in you as the season goes on in F4 because you're showing that you've got the pace and you can deliver results. Um as you go to a track, what's it like um I guess like setting your car up? So like did you arrive at the track and the team would like look at previous years, somebody's like a setup, set your car up with those settings, and then you go out and drive some races and kind of tweak from there? What um, does that process look
1: like? Yeah, well, with the with the good teams, of course, I've only been with Carlin Carlin in in um, a race car, but so that's all I know. But with Carlin, um, there's a baseline setup. So every track they go to, from experience, from knowing what they did wrong the last year, they always have a setup HR. that they that you go out with, and the the whole goal is not move far away from that setup, um, because if you're moving far away from that setup, either their baseline setup is wrong, and they've done something wrong, and they need to. Their prep needs to be better, or um, yeah, if you if you have to go far away, either you're doing you could be doing something wrong that that's making the car feel different to what it should be. Um, and also, in a race weekend, you don't get much time, so you have to really be on it and really go to the first session with already a good car. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Interesting, and I mean, so you didn't, um, and like when you go and. Like you're feeling out the car are you just primarily looking for things like as you mentioned like mid-corner oversteer understeer how it
1: behaves under braking and like making
0: small tweaks to
1: kind of suit your style or yeah for sure I think now that you're obviously at a really high level you need to be switched on being able to have the right technique in each corner because each corner is different in its own way and you have to let's say some corners you have to obviously hit, hit the brakes and off quickly to get the car to rotate whereas some corners hit the brakes and you need to hold it for longer um it depends on what car you have and that's where you need to be so switched on and i always bring up hamilton but that's where he is better than everyone right now because he's just able to he's able to do his job on track and he's able to get the best out of every car he gets mm-hmm. but he's also able to feel every single thing go back in and that's why the next session he always comes back quicker because he knows he knows exactly what he wants and what he needs um and that's what every driver wants to do and everyone talks about experience but that that is where experience comes into play and that's where um knowing from previous years or from previous races how to deal with the team and how to deal with certain people that's where um experience is a massive advantage sure
3: walk me through the last round of F4 which I can imagine I mean, even here,
1: I think we probably felt
3: pressure. Mm-hmm. Like that must have been pretty insane, because obviously, Sal Alvarez had picked up quite a few wins. I think at that point, it was coming pretty hard at you. Um, did anything change in your mindset? Was um, what was it like?
1: Yeah, um, well, we won seven races in a row from Thruxton yeah. onwards, and yeah, it was going great, and then. There's a halfway break, and I hope British Chef was not watching this. but <laughs> <laughs> <Go> <laughs> I on. highly doubt it. Go yeah, I want, I want to hear this. You, good. you send all the engines back, um, all the teams halfway through. So when you get three wins, you have to send the the winner has to send their engine back once the person gets three wins.
0: As in, for like meaning
1: inspection? Yeah, for them to, yeah, so for them to check it. Right. Um, they sure check they check the engines for cheating all the time. Right. But they 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 carry it back um, to see what's happening and
0: and these are like the as, as Ford EcoBoost Ford engines, EcoBoost, that, right. yeah.
1: Um, so we won three, then we won another three, so we had to send it back twice. And it's the same engine though that they're giving back yeah, to you? Yeah, but we had to send it twice before anyone else has had to send their engine once. Um, and then halfway through the season, everyone's engine goes back. and yeah, so Something, they, something they, came they're up? They're meant to equal them out, um, because mm. of course... Who's they? The, the, Ford the Ford, Ford Eco guys? Google oh, guys. okay, so, so they they all the engines are supposed to be... Yeah, so they, they're meant to, of course, because every engine, high speed, low speed, off, um, off the line is different um, so they have a way of equaling everything out to make it even because that's, that's the whole point of Series. those type of championships yeah. is to make everything even even though there's different teams. Yeah. Um, so all the arrow on the cars are equal yeah. as well? Uh, so there's no yeah. difference really between uh, the cars change, outside of setup? No, you can just change the like, like the angles, angles but pinch, not the actual. Yeah, no. you can't change the actual elements uh, right. of the car. So yeah, we sent back the engine and it came back and we were like three miles down down each straight so yeah that's why i think i'm everyone who i've talked to is sure that that's the reason why we dropped off because yeah. um, i remember we went straight back to thruxton which is the you need Fast you need power pace. yeah like that's if you have power you're gonna win yeah um and i came sixth seventh and fifth after winning seven in a row yeah that's um, crazy that's crazy yeah. Yeah, and i was getting overtaken exactly i was getting overtaken halfway down the straight and they were saying oh no it's equal um so we we Joe at this point Joe had left, mm-hmm. um, so, so we uh, we had the option of course of changing to Joe's engine, um, but uh, they have to equal it out as well, so they can easily just play with what they want. It, that's that's the the bad thing about certain Championships because they did a good job most of the part most of the time of making everything equal, but of course if I'm running away or if someone's right. running away that's with their not championship, good for them. it's not good for people right. coming in the championship because if I was year if I was going in this year and I saw someone won 10 races in a row or 20 races in a row it's not yeah, I'm it's not gonna want to go there and think it's equal yeah so they by equaling equaling it out they try to make the championship as close as possible in the last round something similar to touring cars so that five people have a chance of winning and everyone thinks it's a competitive championship
0: that is crazy
3: yeah that is, a
1: good, that is that's crazy a good I course. did not
0: I did, I didn't so
1: I mean, how did you f- how did you figure that out? I mean, I don't know what you can share. If you can't talk about it, then it's fine. But um, yeah, I I remember coming back, of course, trying to get eight in a row and not thinking anything <laughs> yeah. different than getting eight, nine, ten in a row. And uh, I remember coming back qualifying P five or whatever, and you get to see the the data of the pole guy. So every time, every other driver, just the data of the guy who won, um, just for ten minutes. You go into the the Ford office and you get to see it for ten minutes with right. your engineer. Um, and obviously, only certain graphs, like not not certain stuff that you right. can't, that they don't want you to see. And I remember going in there, and all my loss was down the straight. Right, and your foots
3: planted, so there's the nothing. Loss. If it's equal, you're gonna be at the same, yeah. at least at the. And you know, saw yeah.
1: that he had three miles an hour over you. Yeah, and um, of course, as a team, they're not gonna say, "Oh yeah, it's the engine." Unless well, something's wrong, they're they're gonna try to get the car better, and maybe something's binding up in the car, maybe something's happening which is slowing the car down down the straight and if they were to say oh it's engine straight away then they're not they're not good and so they obviously denied it a little bit and try to work on me and the car and them um but after a while we we did it realize became obvious yeah. And, and yeah so we yeah talked to ford and tried to See what was happening, and of course they're not gonna—they're not gonna take responsibility. Not gonna tell you anything. Yeah. So yeah, that's how it went. It was very, Crazy. very, very annoying season after yeah, after halfway. Yeah, after halfway, I remember up until Brands Hatch, the last round, it right. was just terrible. And you must—I mean, when you figured that out, did you just take that frustration into every
0: race and try to push like as like on the absolute limit every single time? Because well, I guess you knew
1: you had to. Yeah, for sure. If I went back, if I went back and did it again, I would have. Got less annoyed throughout race weekends um, because, of course, I can't do anything at that moment. At When the weekend starts, I can't do anything about the engine. I'm not I can't personally go and fix the engine. So um getting angry about it. And yeah, getting angry was not, not the right way. And I, I wouldn't say I got angry, but when an engineer is looking at me denying the engine being bad and I personally know it is, it's not. It's I'm frustrating. Not, yeah, it's very yeah. frustrating. and. And when he's trying to tell me what I need to do better, of course I'm gonna listen, but mm. You know yeah, that you're you, know, you, know, you know, know that you're missing some top end yeah, and there's nothing missing, you can do. I'm missing something and yeah, I can't do anything about it. So That's it was crazy. very frustrating. Crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm.
3: So, Brand's hash comes around. I, if I remember, pretty ballsy move on the outside at turn one. Yeah. Um, what was Which is an amazing pass, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so sick. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, that's video game shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, just full send.
2: Yeah. Full send. Uh, yeah. I mean, do
0: you like, do you have, I guess, I mean, maybe not. Maybe I'm just an idiot and thinking about video games all the time. But, like, when you pull off moves like that, like, do you secretly, like, give yourself a little smile in your helmet and be like, yo, that was sick? Yeah, of course. You <laughs> you <do>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you,
1: you just, let me see the video after this yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> of that, but yeah, it was. I remember going into the race, not even really thinking it was the last round, because of course there's still three races, seventy-five points up for grabs. So someone, someone in fifth, if they win all three races, they're yeah. up there yeah. all of a sudden. Um, so yeah, I remember just wanting to win races again, because um, the the record was ten wins in a season, and of course I wanted to win a championship, but um, I wasn't really thinking about championship. So I think. If I was thinking about championship, I wouldn't have made that move, for sure not. Uh, you just them, wanted wins. There was a massive chance of me ending up in the gravel trap. Big chance, yeah. I, I I pretty much, I was in the gravel trap sideways because yeah. I got a touch mid-corner mm-hmm. and he went spinning. He went yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it could have ended very wrong, um, but that's, you need to. You take yeah, a risk. Yeah, I mean, you look back at those moments and you're like,
0: yeah, you gotta risk it sometimes. Yeah.
1: And when you're in the car, everyone says about, of course, I did have a lot of pressure going into the weekend and going into that race even once i'm in the car i'm not really feeling any of the pressure um it's just wanting to win races even in the in the last round i'm sure we're going to get on to the very last race but yeah i just want to win races
3: yeah i mean the last race in itself i i can't remember what the points difference was at that point but i guess if he he was five ahead if he would have won he would have won the championship yeah if If he would have finished second even right no i think
1: the only way i the way i would have won is if i had won the race he i won the championship no matter what he did um and if i came second he had to come fourth if i came third he had to right. come fifth so and he was starting two places behind me yeah. so if he had stayed there he would have won the championship if we had stayed in the positions in the, okay. so yeah it was it right. was talk, talk us right. through it then how yeah. well how i remember about the pressure how
3: sitting it, on the grid i mean uh, that one uh, yeah that.
1: but everything how everything happened was just looking back at it it was such a like how can this how can this all fall into place because um race 1 i won he came i can't remember fourth or third or fourth um so i went up ahead of him cuz we were even coming in went up That's ahead great, of him yeah. race 2 uh it was the wettest i've ever seen a track in my life um i remember guessing where to go cuz i started fifth cuz it was you rever- reverse seen grade, grade yeah. and i could not see one thing i was guessing where to turn what to do and <laughs> oh my god yeah and he got a good start oh um so he went to the lead and from then on it's not possible to overtake in those conditions because right. you, you can't get close enough to see where you're going mm-hmm. um so yeah i remember being not so happy coming fifth he came first and then i came in the came into the part for me of course and the mechanics come to put to, to cool the engines down one of the mechanics and he had told me he got a jump start so i was like no you're joking um and they had a i think it was a late race safety car maybe so he would have dropped all the way to the back and I would have come fourth so in my head I was 18 points up on him and I could have I could have if he had come second I could have crashed and still won the championship Um, and then I remember going back to the truck thinking he has this jump. he jumped the start he has a I'm 18 points ahead we all we need to do tomorrow is just finish finish the race and and then I went I remember going to the bathroom getting ready to leave and I came back and my coach was, like, he was looking a bit, like, yeah. serious. I was, like, thinking nothing of it. Went to him, ready to leave. And he was, like, it's game on. I was, like, what do you mean by game on? And he was, like, Alvarez it got his jump heels. start taken away. And I was, like, that's not possible. Yeah. So we went back and looked. And, and it was he didn't jump and start. He did. No, he didn't jump and start. So, yeah, I remember going into the – going back to dinner, um, Telling my coach, we we've literally gone twenty eight round, twenty eight races, and we've lost this championship in one race. Um, and I remember him just telling me, of course, different different stuff to get my head in the game again. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, but I went I went to sleep that night thinking I've come second in this championship. Could you sleep? Really? Did
0: you even sleep that night? I I mean, Their mind must have been just racing. Yeah, I, I slept
1: really well because I was just <laughs> I was just fed up. I, I was yeah. I was like, what was we've done this whole season to come second what's the point mm, um interesting but then i remember waking up the next day ready to win you the were fired up yeah and then that that final
0: race day let's 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 talk about that one
1: yeah so my entire family was there which was great yeah um yeah it was in the zone so much that i didn't really even talk to any of the family before the race not because i was stressed or nervous it was just because i was so focused on doing the job and what's worked for me so far in my career last year this year is it's weird and and people probably think i'm talking craziness but before a race mm-hmm. it's if i'm starting second i visualize exactly what i'm going to do and and of course everything is not going to line up because people are going to get bad starts good starts whatever mm-hmm. um but if you visualize what you're planning on doing most of the time you do it and most of the time it works out and for example the first race that weekend I visualized just going straight around the outside of him, and that's what happened. <laughs> so. But you
0: know, the truth is, I mean, a lot of a lot of top level athletes, not only in motorsport, but just in general, you know, the NBA, NHL, NFL, um, t- talk about the power of visualization, visualization yeah. and you know, even Olympic athletes as well. You know, talking about about like getting it into your mind about the result that you expect and the result that you want, mm-hmm. and and spending as much energy as you can just making that become a reality. So yeah. I mean, that's powerful stuff. Is that stuff that you learned with your coach? And like uh, like a skill that you practice or is that something you just kind of picked up on your own?
1: Uh, yeah, f- um, a skill from my coach but also just when you're thinking about so many stuff you then realize that you are actually visualizing mm-hmm. what you're going to do um, and I think it works because if, if you don't really think about what's, what you're going to do and what your plan is then when it comes you're, not you're, prepared. you're kind of, yeah, yeah. It, it comes off of instinct instead of instinct and planning and preparation Um, so that's where... Visualizing allows you to get to the moment and if the same thing that you visualize 20 minutes before, you know exactly what you need to do. Mm -hmm. I think that's where the last race, I remember waking up and visualizing exactly what I'm gonna do and how to win the race, what I'm gonna do to win the race, Um, and Where were you starting? I started fourth. And where was Alvarez? Sixth. right, So right behind me. Um, And I didn't, everyone, probably thinks that I was focused on beating him by two places, but I, from when I went off that start, I didn't know where he was, what mm-hmm. place, I didn't really care, because my goal was to win that race. The only problem was that the guy in the lead was his teammate, so... Some tactics
0: time, came into play?
1: Uh, I thought they were going to, everyone thought they were going to, um, but the, his teammate was v- battling with us for the championship all year until that last round where he he was out of the championship then mm-hmm. so i don't think he wanted his teammate to win the championship <laughs> um of <Would> course <laughs> of course he wouldn't make it too obvious yeah but he, it was it was quite clear that he didn't want his teammate to win the championship um but at that time when driving behind him i thought he was just going to back me up into the field and so his teammate obviously could could get back up to me um, but that didn't happen, and he made a little bit, bit of a mistake, and I was able to get through.
3: In F4, are you do you have intercom to your no. team? No, so you so don't. Right, it's so all pit, you don't
1: pit boards, right? So you didn't. Yeah, okay. So I
0: remember being in. Would second. they tell you where he is on your board?
1: Yeah, um, I I remember being in second, um, and Alvarez had gone off, so I think he was in sixth or seventh, maybe, and the team was telling me P1, meaning P1 in the championship, and like slow like a slow board which doesn't mean obviously slow it just means there's no need to need to, to risk anything oh okay yeah and trevor carlin who's the yeah. the team owner he was at the track and um when i was going for the move everyone in the team said that he was like cursing me he was like what is this idiot doing <laughs> um, and yeah he was You're not happy. he was not happy with me of course he was very a lot happier when i won when the race right, yeah. but yeah they weren't happy with me when for me going for that going move. For the yeah but i had to i I didn't really care. Of was course, it a risky? Uh, yeah, I think it was risky because um, if firstly, if he wanted to play team tactics, he could have he crashed into me mm. by accident on purpose. He could have backed me up. He could have done something by accident, stupidly. Um, so it was very, very risky. But um, yeah. I when i'm in the car i don't really think about championship. i just think about winning races well one of the cool.
3: most you know amazing sports stories is. for Barbados is, is for sure incredible, um, congrats so incredible man congrats on that win uh we're gonna take a very quick break and then we're gonna get cool. into euro formula cool.
2: yeah all right we're back so
3: um yeah, congratulations again on the effort when I, I mean, the images were amazing, of your whole family literally.
1: I mean, how did it feel across the line with all your family there? It was insane, I remember losing my voice. Just because, you know how much effort has gone into that season from you, from the team, from your family, from from everyone supporting you, and to cross the line and come second would not have felt, obviously, would not have felt good, and cross line to come first was unbelievable, because you have, a British Open Championship on your resume. You as have, a rookie. I'm your only one of one of two rookies <laughs> ever to do that, right? Uh, I was the first rookie. Well, first, first, yeah, crazy, yeah, first. crazy. Yeah, such crazy a crazy season to, to, come come across across line, um, to, to come across the line. Way. Um, to, to, win was, the line, um to, to win was you know, amazing with yeah. all the family there as well. Yeah, and everyone back home. That was just my your profile in a big way. I mean, just if you want to interview
3: things like that. Um, we moved to the FIA awards ceremony. How was, what was it like? Yeah, it was, it was great. Who did you um, get to
1: meet? I was around all the all the big drivers in the sport and um, it was kind of a, a formal dinner so it wasn't going and talking to people, seeing how people are. Mm-hmm. It was kind of just collect your award and watch the rest of the awards happen and, and just enjoy the experience. Um, but yeah, it was it was great. I remember, of course, Hamilton being a at that time a six-time world champion, I think it is. He um, rocked up 20 minutes before he got his award, left 10 minutes after because people were just swarming him when he came in. He walked in um, and of course, he was bright colours, standing out compared to everyone. Um, Everyone else is in like black suits and he's coming in in some stylish something. He's in a turquoise blue, half (laughs) suit, half (laughs) something else i don't really know <laughs> um so when he came in everyone just swarmed him oh that's crazy so, man yeah he I came in really late
3: and you've had the chance to meet him and dri- i mean i remember when he was here yeah um and obviously i feel like you obviously he's your favorite driver i can mm. tell
1: is he uh, yeah 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 he's the only driver i've ever looked up to since 2007 holy shit man
0: well
3: long, long i'm
1: yeah i've not really ever I've seen drivers and respected them and Mm -hmm. and seen how great they do like Verstappen Leclerc drivers like like that they've what they've done is amazing but what Hamilton has shown weekend after weekend after year is there's no one that really compares in my eyes there's no one that that compares to him and and everyone is on the podcast watching is going to say oh he has the best car he does have the best car but he developed the car to be the best and Mm -hmm. from when he went in the first year they didn't have the best car um and from the help of schumacher of course when he was there and hamilton they've now been able to have the best car because of them so he's part of having the best car yeah and that's why i think he's so good
3: here's a sidebar question if all the cars were equal
1: who do you
0: think would win are you asking me or zane both i, I mean if every car was equal i have an answer i i honestly and and i don't i have nothing against lewis hamilton i think he there's no doubt he's fantastic and i do think if all cars were even i actually do think lewis would probably still win Mm -hmm. um because i i think undoubtedly even though he is in the best car i do think he's probably the best driver on the grid right now but what i would be more excited for is what could happen behind lewis because i think there are a lot of really really talented drivers right now in cars yeah, like is or even like Donny Rick. Like, I mean, I, he's he's a, I'm a huge Donny Rick fan, right? <laughs> but I think he's incredible. Yeah. I think if he was in an even I, I mean, he showed his pace in Red Bull when they had the best car. He showed what he could do. Yeah,
1: he won races. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I think Hamilton would win a season. Verstappen will win a few races and push him for the championship mm. for sure. Yeah. Um, I think Leclerc Russell Lando, Ricardo, all those guys will be. Hey, wouldn't it wouldn't be will amazing be there. if
0: the cars were closer to like have
1: to be able to follow I mean, to be it, able to. Yeah, like yeah. do you think it'd be better? For sure. Um,
0: Almost like F two. Yeah.
3: I mean it's Yeah. Yeah.
1: But the thing with the thing with F one, why it will never be always equal, is because a driver can develop a, a car, and let's say Hamilton, he's so good in a Mercedes and he's amazing. If he was to go and drive a Red Bull tomorrow. I'm sure he wouldn't beat Verstappen other way around as well. It's not yeah. possible to right. to go into other cars and just straight away be on it. Um, and that's why I think n- there's no real changes in driver lineups in teams because most drivers not not just scared but they don't want to go into another team and explore. And then have to where, start over basically. Yeah, and that's where Ricardo Alonso, guys like them, they they're amazing in that way to being able to go and do well yeah, in yeah, other teams right. as well. Yeah, Alonso's yeah.
0: I mean, Alonso's got insane talent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's almost won everything. Yeah, yeah. So crazy, right? Let's get back to you. So,
3: F. Did you know during the F4 season that you were gonna? Did you know what the next step was?
1: Um, I didn't know what the next step was. I know that I was making a step.
0: Right, you knew what? that. So you knew you were only doing one season F4.
1: Yeah, because firstly, um, if the the what we were saying to ourselves and the team told us is if we do good enough. If we are in the top three in the championship, then there's no point in doing it again. You just move up. Um, but since I won the championship, I wasn't allowed to stay again. Right, you have to move up.
3: What right. was the option? Was the option given to you British F3 as well as Euro? I mean, what 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 came about? Yeah, there were
1: many many different options: British F3, Formula Renault 2.0, um, FIA F3, and the main reason why we went to Euro Formula is the the Euroformula car from last year. It's a different car now, but it's yeah. quite similar with the Halo. But the Euroformula car was the was the FIA F3 car from 2018. Okay. So it was still quite similar to what they were running the year before, and the amount of things you can develop on the car, and it, it teaches the driver to use how to use the car as at his advantage to to get stuff out of it. Um, and whereas in even F2, most other cars. The, the rules are really strict where the team can only s- change a certain amount of stuff. Uh, for example, gearings in an F2 car, you can't you can't do all of that. Whereas in what I'm doing, you can, which it just develops the driver a lot quicker. When I go to F2, let's say, I'm able to jump straight in and tell the team, oh, it's a roll bar that we need to change to make the car better. Whereas if I did Formula Renault, there's not as much that I can do to develop that was the main reason so you
0: chose euro because you think it's best uh, you and your team think it's best for your development. For development yeah interesting
1: yeah for competition it is very good as well um but yeah if it was for publicity i would go straight to FIA f3 right um but for the longer picture euro formula was the best option
2: wow.
0: and and um when you first hopped in the euro formula coming out the f4 what, what, like what were some of the main differences? Like, how different are the two cars? Oh,
1: insanely different! It was a bigger step than karting to F four, right? A, bit, a way bigger step. Um, the amount more of power, which for a driver is not that much of a problem. The um, like having more power. Mm-hmm. The main difference was being able to, going at two hundred kilometers, being able to go into a flat right um, and not lift, because you know that you have the grip. The grip, yeah. Um, and that's where experience comes into play because in that four car if i come to that same right hander, i'm gonna be having to brake. um and in that f3 car to be able to do it flat you have to be confident in the car under you that it's gonna do it flat um and when you're so used to an f4 car for a year if i jump straight into that car the f3 car i'm not gonna think that it can go flat straight away and that's where you just have to get confident with the amount of of aero and downforce it actually has and it's even bigger step of course to f1 but it's crazy the amount of um, G forces, the amount of downforce you have, the amount of braking, um, s- stopping speed. Is so, like, insane? how
0: much? Like, how much? How much faster and how much later are you braking compared to your F four car?
1: Yeah, I'm probably, let's say at Silverstone, one of the hard braking zones. I'm probably going fifty, sixty kilometers quicker, maybe even more, and I'm probably braking... 20 30 meters later my goodness
0: that is crazy that must have been a, like a I mean, did it take you a while to adjust or did you get in and after a few laps like you're like um you can really throughout it? the season in f4
1: i was already starting to test british yeah. f3 euro formula right stuff uh, like that okay. so it didn't take too long um because yeah. as a driver the best drivers you have to be able to adapt to, to anything so it didn't take too long but of course first lap when i went out straight away as a. Well, there's a lot of grip here. Mm. A lot of power. Um yeah, and it's that's just diverse. Yeah, it's <laughs> Yeah, yeah it, it was tough to to adapt, but talking yeah. about testing because obviously um
3: the F1 boys couldn't yeah. couldn't drive, so I know they came um talking about that who was there and what was it like? Yeah, it was a
1: great day. Um I remember going testing.
0: What circuit were you guys at? Uh, Silverstone.
1: Right. Yeah, Silverstone and Lando was there, Carlos Latifi, um, Max Chilton came mm-hmm. along, Ben Barnico, um, yeah, they were all there. Some, most of them were there for the F1. The three of them, Latifi, Lando, yeah. Carlos, um, and then Max Chilton was there because IndyCar wasn't started yet. Yeah. Um. So it was a great day. We, I was in the new car, so the new Euroformula car. They were in the car from. This is Delara. Yeah. Um, yeah. They were in the car from 2019 Euroformula, so they. Um, the only one that was in my car was Ben Barnaco and Matt Chilton. Okay. The, the F1 boys, and Latifi was in my car as well, sorry. Latifi was in the same car as me, but Lando and Carlos were in the older car. And at that stage, Carlin or anyone didn't really have that many spears for the newer car. So when Carlos and Lando were out there racing, I tried to get into it a bit, but I got told I wasn't allowed to just in back case off. something was to happen. Yeah. They don't have many spears. So they told you to back off? Yeah, yeah. They told me don't go around them. Let them do their own thing. <laughs> could you, could not because not because they were F1 drivers. Just because, of course, the speed. Yeah, you don't want to risk anything. That, yeah, yeah.
3: Did you get yes. to see lap times? Uh, yeah. How I mean, how'd you measure up? The like um, last smile, you know. Come <laughs> on, man. The, the, the,
1: the new car is is about eight nine tenths quicker oh. than the old car. So we didn't really compare to those guys, but compared to Latifi, yeah, was, uh, you were on pace. I was quicker,
0: quicker. There you go. Jesus. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. How sick though. I mean, it must still have been cool to just like be there and have that, you know, drive with those guys. Yeah, for sure. Did you guys interact with him a bit? Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I spoke to Lando. Carlos, I don't really know him like that. Um, Lando, of course, being him being with Carlin for three, four years. I also went to the US to watch the F1 and I, I saw him there as well. <coughs> He's messaged me on Instagram. I've messaged him on Instagram a few times. That's pretty cool. When I won the championship, stuff like that. So yes. I, I knew him. So I went, I, yeah, had a few conversations. Just about training and, and what, I, what he thinks I need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, he to offered some advice? Yeah, yeah. How so much, so much older is he than s- you? Like four or five years? He's 22. So he's I'm 16, six, six years.
3: Right, because you have to remember he's only 16. <laughs> so he's, you know.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. Right. Crazy. So
3: you're open formula. Um, how do you feel it's going? Obviously, you have one did not start, right? Which, <laughs> I mean, talk <laughs> me. All right, let's actually go to round one. Yep. First. What was it like? What were there any differences in build-up compared to F4? Um for F3? officer you're doing European tracks. Yeah. So you have to learn all the tracks. Yeah.
1: The biggest the biggest difference was of course COVID-19. Everything changed. Um at the track or away from the track. We weren't allowed to be around. We weren't allowed to sit down and do proper data. It had to be me with a tablet here, engineer five six um, feet away. six feet away from you yeah and um so it was tough in that aspect no f- people watching no traffic on the way to track which w- that was nice. good, yeah <laughs> um but yeah it was it was for sure it was different than anything i've done before um but yeah the weekend wasn't so amazing no
3: well i guess you want to win <laughs> everything but it seems to be very competitive i mean you have drivers who are. Four years older than you, I
1: guess. Yeah, who have been
3: in F3 and FIA F3 coming yeah. across
1: for sure. It is very competitive, but this um, F3, F2, F1 is now where the team and the driver working together makes a big difference. Um, whereas F4 is really about the driver. The team can can help you with the setup, but they they can't do much to help you other than you going on track and doing the job. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in this stuff, with the aero stuff, with the gearings, everything. One small change can make a big difference, and one small change can put you half a second off, or half a second ahead. So, yeah, I think Carlin not having, only doing two years in this championship so far, me doing zero years in this championship, has not allowed us to go straight in and win straight away. Um, How does that feel? But we're getting closer. How did Um, I mean? Didn't feel great. Um, Yeah, if I got on track and I have a chance of winning and I make a mistake, of course... It doesn't feel great um but you know that tomorrow you have a chance of going out there and rep f- and and doing your job better and winning whereas in hungary first round i was going out there knowing i don't have the speed to win mm. and i no matter what i do i don't have the speed to win my only chance is lap one
2: <laughs> getting past as move. many guys as possible
1: um so yeah that's it was a great weekend at all i came fourth and third mm-hmm. which is not it's bad, not bad yeah a few points on the board um, and then went into round two, and we we've got we got a step closer, so it was good. Is it? A, uh, sorry, go ahead, man. I was
3: gonna ask you how you feel because obviously there's no reverse grid anymore for you. It's and a lot you, better, right? You like it because yeah. you're qualifying twice, yeah. Right, so it's qualifying um, on the Saturday morning and then fr- and then Sunday as well,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's a lot better because at this stage you have enough experience, so you don't really need racecraft that you don't need to learn how to race in a car. Whereas in F4, I think they do the, the, those type of reverse grid races because they want you to start six teams watching on. Let's say F1 teams, F3 teams, F4 teams watching on want to see you be able to win a race from up front and come from six and win a race as well. Right. And that's why they do these small reverse grid races to allow people to see from from outside the racing paddock or different teams and stuff what but you've what got the skills. How good a driver actually is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas at this level um that's seen already yeah they know what you're capable of capable of
0: is it um is it cool for you now driving in euro formula and racing on these tracks that perhaps you you know used to that you see formula one cars race on tv like is that a thing does that play into your mind or like do you not really care that
1: much <laughs> not too much um of course a little bit you like you come to a track and you saw a, on onboard of hamilton or someone going by here at this speed and, yeah. and or crashing in this wall and and you do see stuff like that but the actual track once you get there and get on like driving the track it just feels like normal. just another it track feel like an f1 track no. yeah fair enough. unless i'm sure if you were on the f1 weekend it would definitely feel different um, yeah because of course you're you're yeah. watching you're driving and then watching f1 cars drive on the same track um but for yeah. me it, it feels normal fair enough
3: yeah. um obviously you have an idea of where you want to be and what this is obviously a stepping stone to something bigger yeah um I think I was asking you off camera if it was gonna be a sidestep to FIA F three, but obviously that doesn't seem to be for you. If it's F two it would be the next step after this. Yeah. Or are you planning to be in this championship for a while? What?
1: That's zero percent. My my plan is definitely not to do another year in this championship. Of course, my goal is to win this championship still, even though um how many I don't know how many points we're off of the lead. We're still in third, still have a chance. Um we had a DNS did not start, broke down on the formation lap last weekend, so that didn't help. Um, I was just doing the normal procedure, because there's a certain procedure that you do to get the tyres up to temperature, the engine, clutch, everything, to get to get it up to temperature for the start. And um, you go around, um, around the track, stop on the grid, team comes out, wait five minutes, then you go for formation lap, then start the race. And I was on the first installation lap, um, and the engine just cut out. Not knowing anything of it, um obviously did a reset of everything, turned off everything as well as trying to just coax back to the pits um and yeah, whatever I did did not work, so just had to yeah stop let the marshals push me back, even though I wanted to hop out and try to push it back to the pits, had to let the marshals push me off the track and yeah just watch the race from the sidelines that was about it that's, oh, all that's that was frustrating
0: it. yeah yeah that was brutal, yeah,
1: that really sucks.
3: Um, but you came back in the second race and finished third, right? Second, 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 yep. right? Yep. Yeah, second. it was good.
1: It was a good race. Um, right, because it
3: looked like you had a lot of pace. A lot of pace, and I thought at one point you were going to make a real challenge.
1: Yeah, the main reason why I had pace is um, in qualifying. We sacrifice because you get two sets of new tires in qualifying, right? Um, and you go new. You come in, change to another set of new, and go again. And we sacrifice one set of new for a set of new in the race. Um, so that's where we had the advantage in the race. Oh, that was a and great call. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we do need to work on the car. We need to work on myself a l- more. And I'm sure that if we do that, we we have a chance of winning soon. Hopefully next weekend.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: where are you long. next weekend? Where's the race? Austria, Red oh. Bull Ring.
0: That's pretty cool. Mm. Sick. What a cool track. Yeah. When nice. do you leave here?
1: Uh, I leave here Sunday.
0: Tomorrow. Yeah. Oh shit. yeah
1: Oh, yeah it's tomorrow <laughs> I, i've lost track of days <laughs> i've only been home for two weeks trying to take it all in um yeah, yeah, yeah. but i yeah, leave tomorrow on sim monday at carlin drive from the airport to carlin and then uh fly over to austria thursday oh, man. And Friday is your Saturday family Sunday.
3: traveling with you at this point or is it just, you just because t- of
1: because of covid um my dad has been coming with me last year i was up by myself and then i would meet my coach wherever we were going um but this year, I don't know what's happening. This trip, um, but last trip, my dad had to come up with me, of course, because we're staying in a an apartment and we have to go to the supermarket get different yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I don't have my license. I have my license in Barbados, but not. I'm not 17 yet. You so recently I can't. got your license yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yesterday. That's right. Congra- congrats
3: to
0: Zane on, on getting Hilarious. his license. Hilarious! This guy's racing open wheel yeah. cars for years. Stay off the road, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, dude, yeah. I mean, Euro Formula this year. You have said that you, you know, this is you don't really want to spend more than, or you're not spending more than a year here. So, ideal situation. Where's um, your next
1: jump? Ideal situation is to be able to win this championship um, and move straight to F two. Uh, so, twenty twenty one F two. That's the goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. The tires, the Pirelli tires, are very interesting. F one, F two, F three. Right. They're very interesting. So you have to. You do need to test a lot, and that's where off camera I was talking about Lando and and Latifi and Stroll and them being able to be in the position to test a lot. They were able to test the tires so much, just new set after new set after new set.
0: So what is it like? What what are what are why is that so important? Like uh, what is it with the tires? Is
1: yeah, I've never driven a Pirelli tire, so I can't tell you exactly what the feeling is. But what I've heard from every every single driver is, it's if you don't bring them up to temperature the the perfect way or where put like use them the perfect way um they just drop off a cliff and and you lose a lot of grip like for example in F2 they from lap 1 to lap let's say 10 before they pit for the another set they're like 6 7 seconds off the tires drop 6 to 7 seconds a lap jesus um, yeah they just, it, it, apparently it is very tough to, to keep them in the right temperature and, and yeah in the tight range to let them last a bit longer and that's where, again, Hamilton, he, and das just, and, and yeah, that <laughs> system, <laughs> <laughs> they're able to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, with their like little connection. toe adjustments that they can yeah, do, yeah. yeah, but it is tough and, and I think when you get to F2, even from now, I have a lot to think about, but there's even more to think about with like tyres and, and I have a procedure now in this car, but if I do that procedure a little bit long, a little bit wrong, uh, it's not going to lose me as much time as or if it, I do it yeah. wrong in F2. Yeah. Um, yeah.
3: The, there must be, I mean, obviously you're vying for, uh, so you're obviously a Carlin driver and you want to continue with Carlin. Is it the idea is to continue with Carlin in F2 if you could make the job? How does that work? Do they, have they like, mark you as somebody to go into it do you you know obviously there are Carlin drivers in fia f32 right yeah so i'm sure everybody is vying for an f 2 seat. yeah is it based on yeah how i mean is it just about results or
1: um? um it is a lot about results it's about who can lead a team um i'm sure that trevor is watching all his drivers every weekend seeing what they're doing and getting feedback from the team managers in the different right in the different series um uh, but yeah f2 is the goal f3 Part of it is because right now, as of right now, there's only one team that you can go with to win the to win, and that's Prema. Prema, right? Yeah. Whereas F2, um, it's a little more open, The teams man. are more equal, a lot more equal.
3: I'm loving F2 right now. Yeah, it's amazing. Schwartzman is a beast. Yeah. He's like he's gonna be, he's gonna be a serious F1 driver. I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like so Schwartzman's really good. I lots quite good. It's just yes. that he's he's quite experienced now. Yeah. Um, who else is good? Sonoda really good uh, yeah. yeah there's a lot of drivers mick schumacher is quite good as well yeah. yeah there's a lot of drivers in f2 that have a chance of getting into that f1 seat
0: it's just tough man there are only 30 seats in f1
1: it's just about timing You're it's right. about who wait 30 no that's not right how many 20, 20 sorry 20 20 it's about 20. time 30. yeah <laughs> timing and who you know yeah and of course a bit of money <laughs> that helps too um so, yeah, I mean, what else do you have?
3: I think questions?
0: that's it, man. I mean, again, I just, I th- thank you so much for giving us your time. I mean, yeah. it was really cool to, you know, I knew a bit about you before, but it was really cool to kind of sit down and get yeah, the opportunity sure. to chat with you and just hear these stories because, I mean, you're the only Bajan mm-hmm. that's been through this stuff, you know? So it's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, it's amazing not only that you've come from such a small hill island and have been able to have so much success in yeah. racing. Um mm-hmm but again that you were willing to kind of give us some time this morning to chat so just thanks for coming in man it's amazing and and you know we wish you all the best in euro formula and thank you to the future yeah Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: firstly thanks for having me yeah um and thanks to everyone for the support in barbados in england everywhere around the world every time i come home um yeah there's nothing like home so it's great to be back for a few days or at least and Thank you to all my sponsors: Simpson, Rock Hard Cement, Bushy Papyrus, Alpine Stars, RBC. Um, You're and used yeah. to doing this, now, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone, for, yeah, everyone for supporting me. Well, I'll do try it. to win the championship forever. Yeah, everyone. please do, man. Go get
0: him in uh in Red Bull Ring and yeah, wish you all
3: the and best, uh, everyone can watch Zane uh, next weekend. Yeah. On on YouTube on your Formula Open on some ridiculous hour in the morning yeah but uh, <laughs> or at least for quality. Um yeah Zane thank you so much thank we you. really appreciate it Great and to be on um, here. the best of luck honestly we'll be watching you for sure
2: for sure bud thank you Cheers. thanks thanks.